calling out to the Atascacita community. It's time for your Atascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello Atascacita community and welcome to the celebration of 25 years of the Atascacita Branch Library. It's 25 years of being part of the Atascacita community. In those years, we've gone through hurricanes, floods, winter storms, and a pandemic. But we've also grown together. Now, a community of over 70,000 people, we're delighted to celebrate 25 years with you and news about the library growing, too. We will be adding a meeting room to the front of the building that is twice the size of our current meeting room. And while we don't have a defined time period, we hope to see construction begin in the summer. And what's better than one party? Well, two, of course. Harris County Public Library is celebrating 100 years all year long, and part of that celebration includes a digital archive. May 3rd, at Tascacita Branch Library will be highlighted as part of that project. Be sure to check out all the things you'll find there from across the years. I could spend hours going through that digital archive and you can access it through hcpl.net. Remember, May 3rd, they'll start highlighting the Atascacita Branch Library, so be sure to check it out. During the merry month of May, we have a ton of programs going on, but of course the highlight is our anniversary week, May 3rd through the 8th. During that week, each day will highlight the 90s, with Crafts for Adults on Monday, Crafts for Young Adults and Teens on Tuesday, our Friends of Atascacita Library giveaway on Wednesday, Thursday, it's Kids Crafts, Fridays, 90s Snack Pack, Friday, we will also be hosting Karaoke 1996 from 5 to 7 p.m. for teens and adults. Register to get the team's link and join us for virtual karaoke night. Songs with vulgarity or curse words will not be allowed. And Saturday, where we share the powerhouses of the 90s pop culture scene. Special week-long giveaways will include lapel pins, so don't miss out as the celebration supplies are limited. In the short history of Tascacita Branch Library, I am only the fourth branch manager when I started in 2005. We are very lucky to have Linda Stevens, who was the first branch manager. The title of branch librarian was originally used, still with the Harris County Public Library System as Division Director of Programs, Partnerships, and Outreach. She was able to take some time to talk with Darla about the branch beginnings and her memories of that time. Hi, I'm Darla, and I'm here with Linda Stevens. Currently, Linda is the Division Director for Programs, Partnerships, and Outreach, but she was our very first branch librarian. Hi, Linda. Hi, Darla. So when you think about the Tuskegee Branch Library, what's the very first thing that comes to mind? Well, this is going to be kind of a weird little thing, but one of the first things that comes to my mind is... We used to have this huge stuffed animal that was a whale and it was it would sit out on the floor in the children's area and kids would lay down completely on it and read their books. But they would also love to run and jump and dive onto the whale so that he developed a blowhole every few weeks and foam would just spew out of it. 
and and that poor whale was so loved. We would take him home every couple of weeks and clean him and sew up the blowhole and bring him back. And the kids would would run and jump on him and read again. And that was just one of my favorite things in there, seeing the kids reading on the stuffed animal whale. And I started working in 2005. I swear that was still here. I, we took great care of him and he was well loved. So in my dream, I'm going to imagine that he was still there. <laughs> I think he survived a good long time. I think we'd also acquired a turtle that was like a trampoline for the ch- small children. If so, I had one that big, I would lay on it and read. <laughs> so what is the very first thing you remember about the library? So when I first met the Atascacita Library, it was when they were unpacking books. So that was my first introduction. I came in and nothing was on the shelves. So we had just boxes and boxes and more boxes than you could ever imagine of books. And we would have to take them out and put them on tables and sort them and then take them from there and put them onto the shelves. So that was my first memory that the brand spanking new building with all of the brand spanking new books that we were uh, discovering treasures and then filling up the shelves with them. Was the, the way the library was setting up everything, was that pretty much already set? Or uh, so everything was kind of just ready to go? Or were you all, all still kind of trying to figure out where everything was going to live at that time? Well, it had already been planned, like, you know, the shape of the building was was laid out and they knew this would be the children's area. And that's the shelvings were already in place that that were purchased for those particular areas. So we had freedom within that, but the structure was already laid out. And and of course, the most important thing was not yet on board, and that was the staff. So when you were hired, were you the first person hired or... I was the first one. So for a long time, it was just me in the building alone with the books. And then uh, we got to hire all the staff at once. I think there were 13 of us all together. So people would come on one by one and and we'd complete all the tasks we needed to do before the library opened. Do you remember who the first person other than yourself that was hired? I'm trying to think now. It might have been there, Rose and Jeanette were working at Kingwood at the time, and then they came over and worked at Atascacita. They might have been the first two that that came on board after me. So what was y'all's first summer reading like? Oh, my goodness. So when you open a new library where there hasn't been one before, it takes some time to build up your clientele. But we opened in May. And it didn't take any time at all to to get all the kids and the families on board. So, of course, as soon as you open the doors for summer reading, you've outgrown space that you have. And and I I loved we always had a wonderfully artistic staff. And I loved uh, as we decorated that entryway with whatever the summer reading theme was and all of the bulletin boards in the area. And one year we had we had won this contest from Arts and Entertainment Network. And it was Horatio Hornblower was the the show that they were debuting. And so we had a big ship that was on display and all of the story times and stuff were, you know, arg piratey stuff. And we built a huge paper mache ship out in the children's area um, and, and ones that kids could play with. So that was a great time that I remember all, all the kids running around. And really, we did all kinds of stuff with the community there. Um, that was a, 
a fond memory that I have from Atascacita. So you just actually solved an Atascacita mystery that we've had for years. And that was, <laughs> where did the ship come from? That is Christine has been here, I think, Christine or Mary, I think Christine's been here the longest. And nobody, everybody's kind of like, I don't know, it's always been here. So you just solved an Atascacita Library mystery that the current staff has had for a long time, because we've always wondered, we still have the ship when we reopen. You can come Oh my see. gosh. Well, yeah, I've got to come take my picture with it. Did you have a lot of input since you were the first librarian in terms of, I mean, y'all got, got thrown into summer reading because you started in May. Was there stuff already planned or did you just have to just like hit the ground running and get everything done uh, when it came to that? Oh, we hit the ground running because I think, you know, we were still, we just started hiring people probably in that February. So uh, as the, the staff came on board, it wasn't, you know, normally, as you know, you have months to prepare for summer reading program and do all of that. And some of the work was done for us, but but we had to just immediately jump in and get everything planned. And we were, you know, you're lucky and you have that time when you know you're, that's all you're doing uh, until the opening day. Everything you do is preparing for that. So we had to throw it all together, but there has always been an amazing staff at Atascacita. And I think they, they did a wonderful job. I still love seeing the stuff that's going on out there uh, that you guys are doing to this day. Makes me feel happy. Wonderful. I love to hear that. So what do you miss most about the library? I miss the people. I got to work with the people in the library. You know, you, you see kids at story time. Uh, if you're lucky, you get to read to them. Um, you help them find books that help as they're discovering how to read on their own. Uh, you help them with their homework. You, you see them grow up. So that is a wonderful experience. But I also miss the friends of the library, you know, I, as we were starting out, they're the, they are the founders. They were there way before I was. And so I got to be close with them and spend a lot of time with them as we helped put the library together. They did such amazing fundraising and I know they still do. We, we had golf tournaments and silent auctions and all kinds of things. And they were just a wonderful group to work with. So I miss the people, uh, the young and the not so young uh, and everybody in between. So what is one thing you wish you had uh, when you were a branch librarian that we have now? Well, I'm going to be jealous as you're developing your new maker area. Uh, I was hearing more about that from Beth. But I think just through the years, the thing that I've seen at, at Atascacita that we did not develop as much when I was there was all the work that you do with teams. And I just look at those very cool programs and I have pictures that I've gathered through the years of different things that you've done. And I, I really admire that effort and think that has come a long way since those early days. Oh, thank you so much. I love to hear that. <laughs> so what do you think makes the Atascacita Library special? Well, I'm going to go back once again to the people. When I think back on those years, I, I think of how, what a welcoming and connected community Atascacita is. And I always just think back with fondness and happiness. And um, I'm glad to see that the library there is thriving. And I know I'm with you. I can't wait till the doors open again and everybody can come back together. Hopefully it won't be too long after the anniversary, but we'll see.
Well, thank you so much, Linda. Thank you, Darla. And check out our programs that we have going on this week. From the LED sign to the Friends bookshelves in the foyer of the library, Becky Berry's drive, determination, and joy is manifest in the library and its works. The president of the Friends of Atascacita Library when we opened, she returned to that leadership role for the past several years. I told you she was dedicated. And we're so lucky she is. I was able to steal some of her time to talk about the start of the library and the people involved in bringing the branch to reality. I am here with Becky Berry, the current Friends of the Atascacita Library president. And she is going to chat with us a little bit about what it was like with the Atascacita community as they were working towards a brand new library way back in 1986. It did. I didn't come into the picture until 1991. I remember answering an ad in the paper, a little piece in the local paper said, anybody interested in forming a friends group to get a library in Atascacita? And I jumped right up, put my volunteer hand up, and ran right down to the bank and was one of the first 22 people at the meeting. That was meeting. We formed our Friends of Atascacita Library, collected $1,500 among us, and started our paperwork for incorporation. So the Friends of Atascacita Library is incorporated 501c3. I have pictures of you with your multiple fundraisers. <laughs> what were your favorite ones to do? Some of my favorite ones, though, really were, were after we opened because we had more resources. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning, we didn't, have, we didn't have a library. We just had to have our events in various places. The then Atascacita Country Club was one place that we had luncheons, fashion shows. Oh, one of the fun fashion shows. We got our local Salvation Army. And it's a, it's a show. I don't know if they still do it, but they would take vintage clothes and period clothes that were donated, and they would model for us. Wow. And they were, it was really neat. They, they really enjoyed that. And the other one was another fashion show. We had an idea to use celebrities. And our celebrities, we had like our local county judge's wife. We had our state representative's wife. We had politicians' wives or donors. Um, it was just a variety of prominent people. That was the wow. biggest event they'd ever had there. That's right. Silent auction along with it. And it wasn't just women that showed up. I mean, we had their, their husbands even want to come to that. It was, very, it was <laughs> very interesting. You and I have worked together now for over 15 years. Unbelievable. I know. <laughs> and I can recollect, as you said, you were wanting to make sure it was meeting some of like your dreams. You want to fix it, you'll get in and you'll get it done. We got the Dreams to Reality Gala that happened under your leadership. We also had the fundraising for the LED sign. So there's a lot of things that in those 15 years, you have been able to bring to fruition for this library system. What's the one thing that you are most proud of at this point? I'm not saying you're done yet. You've got more to go. But (laughs) actually, I think that the fact that we're going to get this upcoming expansion I really think, because that was another hard-fought battle, I was going through some emails the other day, and I first started emailing in 2008 mm-hmm. to suggest that it would be an asset to our community to have a larger meeting room, and especially since we were able to buy approximately four acres here, we had the land to start with. And the fact that we can move 
forward and keep up with the needs of the community. It's very exciting. And the fact that I don't think I'm going to have to do another golf tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's, a, that's one of those, those great things. The first golf tournament we did was in 93. I said we didn't open until 96. And we were trying to put together something to, to make quite a bit of money because we, I mean, a lady had a recital for us, which was $15 a ticket and dinner came out of that. <laughs> but I mean, people wanted to help in the community. And so we did that first golf tournament in 93, and I think we cleared $6,000, which was enormous to us. Yeah. And But we had a goal of 20000 that our, the commissioner had told us, Commissioner Eversole at the time, he had said, we need to know the community really wants a library, and we need for your friends group to raise $20,000. Wow. And that's what we were doing, the fashion shows and the recitals. And we even did book sales on the sidewalk in front of Walmart. And that was really hard because we had to store books at the firehouse, haul tables, haul chairs, haul books, mm-hmm. sell books, take everything back and put it back up. Yeah. Um, but we ended up, we did six of those golf tournaments and we got to the point, we were clearing 20000 on those before we quit. And it got to be a lot of work. By that time, it was around 2000 and we were pretty well established. So we didn't have to, the book sales pretty well carried us after that other than the special fundraising we did for special projects for special projects yeah the the book sales that you have mastermind <laughs> into a good science there it's it's gotten to be an event now mm-hmm. i mean like a an event i've just have been amazed at that people start lining up at three o'clock in the afternoon for a two-hour five to seven sale <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to share with the community you've seen it you've seen it change a lot Well, the fact that we are still, I still think we're the heart of the community. Mm -hmm. We serve so many purposes. And when I see our hardworking staff here checking out people during a hurricane with flashlights, (laughs) I mean, doing what the community needs just to serve the community in that way is, it's very rewarding to me. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the libraries have changed with the needs of the community and our talented, talented staff that um, just could continue coming up with fabulous ideas and that they can implement them. And we're there to help with that. We've got volunteers and people that really want to do this in the community. They really want to be behind our, our library. And with this expansion, we can serve as more of a community center as well. Thank you so much, Becky, for taking your time. I stole you away from your working with your books. So. <laughs> My book duties. <laughs> your book duties. So thank you so much. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. May is Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, and we will be celebrating that in many of our programs, including Tell Me a Tale Tuesday, on Tuesday, May 11th at 4.15. Be sure to register online so you can get the team's link for the day. On Wednesday, May 12th, it's the opportunity for the younger group to celebrate Asian Pacific American Heritage Month with Miss Julie at Tales for Tots. That also requires registration for the team's link. Miss Christine has a special curbside craft, Discover Art with Miss Christine, a Koi art project. Be sure to visit Atascacita Branch and use our curbside services asking for the Koi art project. Don't miss out as Club 641.5 Cook in the Books returns on May 21st. 
A posting of a demonstration video will happen at 10 a.m. that morning on our Facebook page. If you love the taste of Vietnamese egg rolls, you will also love the flavor of these easy-to-make meat pies. Hello, this is Miss Kimberly coming to you from the children's section of the Atascacita Branch Library. Now, I typically work with Miss Darla and the teens, but I wanted to let you know that I am going to start co-hosting The Book Habit, which is our monthly book club for kids ages 8 to 12 years old. On the months where I am hosting, I will be picking out a middle grade graphic novel to read, and you're welcome to read the same one, or you can come and discuss any other graphic novel you have read. My goal is to get you excited about reading, so if the book I pick isn't something you like, I want you to read something you do like. The book I am reading is called Stargazing, and it was written by Jen Wang. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about this book, but don't worry. There are no spoilers here. Christine Hong tries really hard to be everything her parents want her to be. She is serious, academic, musical, and she takes Chinese lessons and extra math lessons after school. Moon Lin is everything Christine isn't. She's confident, impulsive, artistic, vegan, a Buddhist. She's funny, loud, and obsessed with K-pop. Moon and her mom are in a tight spot, so Christine's family offers to help them by letting them move into a rental unit behind their house. Now, Moon has a reputation for fighting, and Christine is a little worried about living so close to her. Although they both grow up in the same Chinese-American suburb, Moon is somehow unlike anyone Christine has ever known. Slowly, these unlikely friends become best friends, but when other people start to befriend Moon and they start to hang out with her instead of Christine, she gets a little jealous and she does something that might sabotage their friendship. But then there's a big twist and I'm not going to give that away. You're just going to have to read the book and find out what happens next. This is a sweet, lively, engaging graphic novel about friendship and fitting in. The story gives readers a glimpse into a tight-knit Asian-American community that shows a wide variety of people, types, lifestyles, and beliefs that all are getting along and supporting one, one another in tough times. It's a quick page-turner that is just slightly over 200 pages. So, does this interest you? I really hope it does. The Book Habit will be meeting on Monday, May the 24th at 4 p.m., and I would really love it if you would join me. To join the book habit, you will need to register online at our website, www.hcpl.net, under the Events tab. Next, you can use our curbside service to check out a copy of Stargazing. Guess what? The book comes with a craft. On the day of the program, we will email you the link to join our Microsoft Teams meeting. I hope to see you at the book habit. This has been Miss Kimberly wishing you many happy readings. Thanks for sharing that book with us, Miss Kim, and I'm looking forward to the book habit. I just finished a book called Kind Regards, The Lost Art of Letter Writing by Liz Williams. This book was published in 2012. It's a very short book. It's only 192 pages, and it's also not very dense. There is a lot of space on those pages. 
What it is, is it's an examination of letter writing from history to today. It also has a few tips and tricks about letter writing and the combination of the impact of technology on that and how they are valued and the meaning of letter writing. It's a nice quick read. It has lots of information about the history of writing letters, but it's not a historical book. You can't pack a lot about the history of letter writing or examples from so many different letters over the centuries in 192 pages. It's not going to happen. Um, it's a nice little gift read, lighthearted. It, it's not an intense book. Typically, I don't like to give reviews of books that didn't just wow me, but I think we all run into those books from time to time. They're just, that was a nice read. And it may be of interest to others to read this book. Like I said, it's a very quick read. It won't take a lot of your time. And I think there are elements of it that are worth exploring. And, and you might find yourself digging a little deeper into the people that these letters highlight and maybe start writing letters again. Do you have a book that you've enjoyed or maybe just enjoyed just enough to share it with us? Please let us know. You can send a digital book review, one to two minutes, to ata at hcpl.net with the subject heading book review. Also, if you did not want to read it yourself or you did not want to do an audio review but would like to share your words and have one of the staff read your review for you on the podcast, by all means, just type a quick review up and send it in under book reviews and give us the go-ahead to read it for you. That's also an option. Here, reading, reading, reading. That's right. Tales and Tales Summer Reading Program 2021 is on its way. Thank you for joining Harris County Public Library at Tascacita Branch in celebrating our 25th anniversary. We hope to see you curbside next week, May 3rd through the 8th, to help us celebrate being part of your community for 25 years. You've been listening to a Tascacita Library Advanced Copy. Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascacita Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at fol.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.